Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Listen, I think the first thing you got to do is just discuss the big picture, and it really began on Saturday afternoon with Minnesota, although the game significantly didn't mean a whole hell of a lot. The Vikings, unless you consider two-seed uh, and three-seed in home game in the second round of the playoffs, but the fact the Vikings got off the deck was fascinating. The snow in Buffalo, the Dolphins played well. That was very interesting on Saturday night. That game, of course, uh, you know, was the Bills down by a whole bunch. The Sunday morning morning world cup we'll get to that specifically in a minute that was as good a game as you're going to get rarity in my eyes that soccer provides that kind of drama especially in an extra session scenario and then the penalty kicks didn't even bother me too much which normally it does and then of course all the games yesterday afternoon hard to follow the soccer and the nfl as usual succeeds they never disappoint whether it's jacksonville against dallas the lions and jets uh you know obviously late in the day was uh, tremendous with uh, the Patriots and the and the Raiders with that crazy play Belichick. Imagine being on that plane home with Belichick. Disastrous. Kansas City in overtime has to barely beat Houston. Then the Giant game last night. I mean, there's just a awful lot to digest in what was really the weekend before Christmas. An absolutely superb scenario there. And a little bit of everything. I mean, literally yesterday, and I don't like to do this on s- Sunday mornings. I-, I have a little routine on the Sunday mornings and I broke that routine specifically so I can keep an eye on the soccer. You know, I, I moved up, uh, you know, going to, you know, taking care of the uh, religious aspect of my life. I moved it up an hour so I can make sure I can be on soccer, which I don't like to do. That's an outdoor service at 9 a.m. I froze, believe it or not. I mean, I, don't ask me why. And then, of course, the, um, uh, you know, I usually get a big run-in before the football to sort of get me going. Couldn't do that now because I had a sit there about at 10 o'clock and I would have left and I almost did about three or four occasions one more goal of course by Argentina and off I would have went but of course France scores the two goals in about about what 10 minutes, ties the game up, and then, of course, the goals apiece in the overtime. You couldn't go anywhere. Even the penalty kicks had some drama to it. And then as soon as the game is over, you go right to the NFL. So you don't want to run then, that's for sure. So it was kind of a weird, uh, you know, and again, I, I stuck with the NFL essentially all day long because you had the, the usually I take a break at 4 o'clock, and, I, you know, I got to take an hour off, I, you know, at 4.30. I didn't do that this time. I stuck with those games. And and I didn't really have to because Tampa, you know, that game was brutal. You're not going to watch Arizona-Denver. The Patriots-Raiders drama happened later in the day. Uh, so, you know, you could have, if you wished, you could have gotten, gotten out of it a little earlier than, you, than, than as it turns out you did. It was the fourth game at 4 o'clock yesterday, too. But I stuck with it. And, uh, and then, of course, the game at night, uh, although Collinsworth made the game out to be 86 par, uh, parcels against Gibbs, oh, NFC East. It wasn't that good. I mean, these teams are fighting for the seventh seed, Chris. Jeez. I mean, uh, to compare it to the old NFC East days with LT and, uh, you know, John Rickens is a, was a little rough, but I mean, still, the game was competitive. That's all you can ask for and full of drama there. 
at the conclusion around 11.30 at night. So really, I sat, and I'm sure most of America did anyway. We'll try to get some ratings for you as the day moves along because we'd like to see what the World Cup did on Fox. They had It's a great lead into the NFL. The game goes into the penalty kick scenario, so you figure that's going to be very, very dramatic with the rating. It's I would say at least $10 million, uh, I would think. And then the NFL is going to provide what it provides in the game at night because it's two Northeast teams, two big markets, close, right down to 1130 at night. You'd think that game, too, uh, had a lot of juice. So from that standpoint, uh, it really was an incredible Sunday of sports. I did not watch a lot Saturday. I did see the last seven minutes of Minnesota. Uh, you know, I mean, I certainly watched a good part of the Miami-Buffalo game. Uh, I did not off for a little while, but I was there when I had to be at 2921. Uh, and of course, the Raider play. I didn't think that touchdown should have been allowed for the Raiders on third down uh, or second down. They allowed it. I thought that should have been overturned. And then uh, the Patriots, uh, Stevenson and Myers must have thought they trailed instead of being tied. So really a lot, really a lot to digest in the course of our Sunday. But I, I guess to, since it started the day, I'll start with the soccer. And again, um, you know, first off, the big stars played great. Messi played great, scored a goal, penalty kick, the whole bit. Uh, the, the kid from France, Abape, played very well, too. He had a tremendous day with the two goals. Uh, it had a comeback. Lots of times that team would score its first uh, in these um, in, in World Cup play usually wins. There's only one team that scored first and lost in a roundabout play. Now, they got tied certain teams that scored first, but they ended up winning the game, even a few of them on penalty kicks. Japan led one nothing and ended up losing on penalty kicks to Croatia. But that was the only team uh, that, uh, you know, uh, scored first and lost. And it wasn't for that big save that the goalie from Argentina made. They could have been the second, and that happened in overtime. That's the first thing. The second thing is there's very rarely any offense in the extra sessions. First off, to me, the soccer should should be sudden death and not two 15-minute periods. I'm assuming that they play sudden death. They're afraid that teams will just basically play conservatively, not try to score, and await the penalty kick segment, and that is why they don't do it. But, I mean, sudden death should be where you go. It should not be, well, let's play 30 minutes and see who wins. It should not be a mini game inside a game, and that's the way they do it in World Cup play, and I don't like that at all, but I'm assuming that the reason why they don't do it the other way, which makes the most sense, is if you just do it in sudden death, a team will sit there and basically play catch in the middle of the field waiting for the penalty kicks where it's a crapshoot. Um, that has to be the reason. But I went to go look again yesterday at the start of the first 15-minute session. Did you know there wasn't one goal scored in the six previous overtime games in the knockout round? There wasn't one goal scored in any of the six previous games or the six previous games games went into the penalty kicks but in this particular game two goals were scored much less one I mean they scored two goals in this each team scored a goal I mean which is really hard to fathom that both teams scored a goal I, I that was a cursory look at the previous round robin I should say knockout games that went into extra time 
Maybe I read it quickly wrong, but I don't think anybody had scored. And yesterday, France and Argentina scored a goal apiece. Then you come, of course, with the uh, penalty kick thing. And I don't like the penalty kicks. It's stupid. It's not the way they should end these championships and these World Cups, you know, by kicking it from 12 yards. But, I mean, I guess they know. I mean, to me, there's got to be a better way to do it. I mean, I don't know. Don't ask me what the way is. I'm sure they've examined it. I would allow unlimited substitution so teams are fresher. Maybe I I take a couple of guys off the field and make it a seven. I, I don't know. There's got to be so you create more offensive space. Whatever the case, to end your world's championship by basically, you know, trying field goals. I mean, it's a little weird. And But, again, it's not our game. And if that's the way they want to do it in South America and, of course, in Europe, I guess let them go do it. It's their organization. If FIFA, that's what they want to do, that's what they do. Uh, but the bottom line is, even in this particular scenario, it didn't get you too crazy because the game was so good. I mean, very rarely do you have such a topsy-turvy game in soccer. The field's too big. It takes you forever to get the ball uh, you know, to a scoring position. Uh, everybody's trying to make the perfect play. I mean, a, a, you know, a, a, when, there's, when the shot's not on goal, the goal kick kicks it, you know, two-thirds of the way past the, you know, two-thirds of the way the length of the field. And then you got to regroup on the other side to develop a little more offense. But again, yesterday that was you know, they scored six goals yesterday in this game. I mean, and obviously lots of comebacks. 2 nothing, 2-2. Two, two. Yes, there were a couple penalty kicks uh, that resulted on penalties in the box. And I almost think that that is... Uh, really too, um, it's almost like a pass interference in the end zone. Maybe college has it right where you just give them a 15-yard penalty. The penalty in the box, if you commit one, no matter what part of the box you're in, you're almost giving up a goal. I mean, and that to me is a little too, it's, it's, it's a little too, um, hurtful for the team that commits the penalty and there were two goals yesterday scored on penalty kicks. I'm not sitting there and saying they weren't penalties in the box. It's just, it's, it's boy, it's very, very rough if you happen to be a team that does commit there and it may not even be a scenario where you're trying to prevent a goal. It might be a situation you know, where you're, uh, you know, you, you commit the penalty 30 yards away and it's still uh, going to result in a penalty kick. But Messi played great, did his job. I don't know enough about him to get a feel of him. I mean, I guess he's well-deserving. He's been playing this uh, game forever. A lot of World Cup goals, a lot of opportunity, and he finally gets a championship, so that's a feel-good story. France trying to defend, did a superb job with the two comebacks. Again, they had that one opportunity. There were two big opportunities at 3-3. The great save by the Argentinian goalie that deflected off his leg, and then the header that went way wide, but was an opportunity for Argentina before he got to the penalty kicks. But, you know, very rarely in my lifetime uh, am I getting that enthralled by soccer where I'll sit at the edge of my seat, really, really, you know, enraptured by it and, you know, back and forth and some offense. And, you know, uh, being, uh, I, I even can put up with the players falling down looking for, uh, looking for penalties. And I even could deal yesterday with the kicks, the penalty kicks, because the game was so riveting. And, you know, it was, it was just a tremendous, tremendous game, even for a non-soccer fan like myself who's not going to follow it in the 
you know, on an every day or an every week or an every uh, month basis. I will follow it every four years to a degree with the World Cup. And yesterday it did not disappoint. It was a tremendous, tremendous final. I mean, it was as good as it gets. We all love the idea there's no commercials. We all love the idea the game is quick. They don't mess around. They, they get right to it. I mean, it, you know, it's basically a two-hour game with the intermission. And, you know, yes, they went a little longer. And if they went past 1 o'clock, Fox would have had to live with it. And they would have gone to their local football late. I mean, I, you know, everybody asked me that today. What happens if, in fact, you know, a game ended at about 12.57? What happens if it took a little longer in penalty kick time and it was at 108? Well, I think what they probably would have done, I don't think they would have gotten FS1. I mean, I, I don't think you can play three hours on Fox uh, on Fox and then all of a sudden tell your audience that's not... Not there necessarily for the NFL. Oh, by the way, now now you're going to go to FS1 to follow the end of this. I mean, the, a lot of the average fan doesn't know where FS1 is. You couldn't find it with a. I mean, it's FS1 for a reason. A lot of guys don't even know where it is. It's an obscure channel. You got to find it. And a lot of people watching that are not, uh, you know, are, are not up to the channel guide to either feel where uh, that FS1 is. They didn't do that, and they, you know, I'm sure they lost a lot of money with their pregame advertising on the NFL, but bottom line is, it, it worked out for them, and nobody cares that the, celebra- that the celebration and the walking around the stadium was on FS1. That you can live with. The actual game itself had to be completed on Fox, and they got fortunate that it did. Made for an incredible day. I never thought I'd leave on a. I, listen, I kind of live with everything here, but I never thought on a uh, sun on a sun on a Monday morning. Uh, you know, there's only been a couple times where there was a big enough sporting event on the weekend with superseded NFL, and very rarely in December when there's no college football and no baseball. Very rarely, if at all. This one, warning. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.